to down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this possibly episode 52, possibly episode 53, depending on uh, what this orc book is, does, drops, who knows what's happening, yeah, whatever. Um, we are here on this auspicious 52nd episode, EG, I've been doing this for a year with a man that I started it all with, the wonderful Mr. Matt Morosoli of much Australian renowned, hopefully world renowned by now. He's should be a household name. If you do not know of him, he won the ITC in Australia in was it 2019, went to the LVO with me in 2020, had a great old freaking time. Apart from that, he was uh, one of our best performers on the um, 2019 WTC team. So hello, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Oh, it's, uh, it's always a good day when there's a chaos release to talk about. Yeah, well, that, well done. What a segue. We are here to talk about all the Chaos content, um, all the new Chaos content, I should say, because God forbid we are not going to rehash the literal Control-C, Control-V elements of this book, which is everything for Chaos Space Marines. We're just here to talk about all the awesome Bellicor and Disciples of Bellicor stuff. Now, for th- yeah. So for those of you who don't know anything about my podcast, um, considering we're doing this for a year now, hopefully there's very few of you. Uh, this is a two-part podcast, first part being lovingly curated and released by us the on the Competitive 40K network on every Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. Central, I think, Eastern Standard Time, apologies. And then the part two of this will be, and this one especially, will be Mr. Matt Rosoli and I sitting down discussing, building, list-teching all the disciples of Bellicor goodness. So if you are a budding Chaos Space Marines or Chaos player at all, this might might be a great episode for you, especially if you have that juicy Bellicor model sitting on your stand, gathering some dust, get him on the table, and hopefully we'll be able to help you do so. Um, but if you are interested in those two, you can go over to theartofwar40k.com, sign up, purchase this podcast. You can also find these part twos of the flagship Art of War podcast, in addition to the brand new Blake Law uh, Art of War Unbroken. And you can get all three of the second parts for one nice lump bundle. I think you save a couple of bucks on the purchase of all three. So jump over and give us some support if you so please. Otherwise, you can find us over on Patreon. But that is enough out of me. There's nothing gas bagging. Jumping into what Mr. Matt Morisoli thinks. First impressions. What do you got, mate? I'm underwhelmed. I'll be honest. Look, I, I think uh, I think the rules for Bellacore are pretty cool. I think the model is outstanding let me just take a moment I, I know this has been out for a while we can take a moment and talk about just how much of a baller this uh dude. this dude is um, yeah man i just i i think it all feels very awkward um it's not necessarily bad it's ju- it's mm. just awkward and that that's that's my that's my hot take I, the first time i read through the book i'm just like okay this um bits and pieces of this feel really good but it just it doesn't feel cohesive and powerful the mm. way that uh Stuff like Admech has felt when it's come out, or things like the, uh, yeah. you know, the, the Book of Rust, Cult of Strife stuff that came out, and that you, you sort of instantly had the idea that this this is great because of all these synergies and all these ideas you yeah. put together. And I just I don't see that straight away. There are a few obvious things we'll talk about, you know, as we sort of go into it a bit more that that are that are really great uses of this um of this supplement. But yeah, but first uh, first impression is it feels really awkward. 
That's I think that's the perfect word for it. I don't think I don't think it feels weak. I don't think it feels. Uh, I mean, it does feel underpowered versus things like Cult of Strife, which is off you know coming off the back of leveraging a stupidly uh, well priced, well pointed, and powerful codex. This stuff is you know being built off the bones of a diminished you know weakening codex as time goes on on both sides, CSM and Demon side of things. I've got to hope that. What we're seeing here doesn't quite make sense because there are some metrics within this build that will be more powerful once chaos, you know, demons get their own build. Like, you know, one of the restrictions we'll talk about where you have to take one unit of each god. You know, maybe there's a mono, maybe there's a, a mono demon army that where you take one of each god, it gives you a super bonus or something of that kind. You know, and we're not seeing another level of power which will be attached onto this. But I 100% I agree. Orhood is the perfect word to describe this stuff. Yeah, um, it just uh, what I think is I thought like this should have come out after the CSM and the demon book that that's mm. kind of what i think I, I i think honestly that you know what what's happened here in my opinion is that the manufacturer for the models and the manufacturer for the books are just different people and yeah. obviously the model was produced uh and released because gw is not going to sit on you know ten thousand units of this awesome bellicore model exactly right they're, they're going to sell yeah. the model if they've got it and this book has come out uh and just it hasn't quite lined up to you know where we should be like we, we should have already yeah. had csm and demons and then yeah. this should have been yeah. coming out with the release of balakor but now this mm. is coming out now without those other codexes that we should have well, that, that's just yeah. you know, that, that's my opinion i well, don't know i don't know that's true but that's kind of what it feels like to me you're absolutely right. That's actually what it felt like to me as well. You know, GW is going to be really remiss to, like you said, sit on 10,000 units of a Bellicor that's going to sell no matter freaking what because it's just that good a model. But it doesn't have the underlying bits that you think would be associated with such a, a flagship release like the uh, the leader of a brand new sub-faction. For, um, thing. Essentially, this guy is Yunari. This guy is the Unari release for Chaos. He takes the demons, takes the CSM, puts them all together, just like Unari takes the Harlequins and the and the Craft Worlds and the and the Drakari together. Yeah, but yeah, we're going to yeah. be starting, except there's Sorry? no Soulburst, so that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, pull one out for Soulburst. Nobody is going to miss it. Nobody misses it. Um, so we're going to start off with Bellicor. We're going to tell you about this fabulous model we've been talking about so far. We're going to go through his rules. Uh, for those who are following along at home, this book should be out by the time um, this is being released. Um, so you guys can follow along at home as well. Bellicor, I'm not going to pull any punches. Six hundred, so 360 points. 306. That's 360 points. Um, I'm going to read off his stat line straight up. Got movement 12, web skill, blitz skill 2 plus, as you'd expect. Strength 8, which is significant. Uh, toughness 7, 16 wounds, 6 attacks, leadership 9, 6 up save. Um, he comes equipped with the Blade of Shadows. Uh, each time an attack is made with this weapon, select one of the profiles to make that attack with. Sweeping Strike. Um, a strength user, so strength 8, minus 3, 1 damage. Each time attack is made with this weapon profile, it makes 2 hit rolls instead of 1. E.g., that's 12 sweep attacks, hitting on 2s at strength 8. So literally hitting on 2s, wounding on 2s against anything that isn't a vehicle. And if you're fighting a vehicle, you use the Piercing Strike, which is str strength plus 4. E.g., strength 12, minus 4, D3 plus 3. Each time an attack is made with this weapon profile, invulnerable saving throws cannot be made against that attack. Oof, what an animal. Uh, give, us your, give us your thoughts so far, brother. Yeah, cool. So, um, it's uh, look, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's a it's two demon princes in one. That for some reason, yeah. isn't wearing yep. any armor. That I just can't get my head around. Like that 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 part is the the biggest problem to me. It's just that it's like he it doesn't it, have a three up. It's two armor. demon princes, but he doesn't have a three up. And I yeah. I, I, I kind of understand. It, and as I said he's, he's got the invo, and we'll get to his defensive stuff in a minute. But that 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 kind of you know that that kind of worries me. He's he's a strength eight demon prince with you know a couple of extra attacks. The sword is very good. Obviously, the uh, the D3 oh, plus three, ignoring yeah. hold and save is really good. 
I actually think it's overkill. I, I actually just think this is too much damage to be, you know, going in with that type of profile. I would I would have preferred they'd toned him back a bit and made him, uh, yeah, less points or more survivable, one, one of the two. And, you know, perhaps not made him this killy, even if it was, you know, I don't even know, even like D3 plus, D3 plus one doesn't like enough. I'm not sure what the exact balance is here, but like he feels well, like it would be yeah. it'd be it'd be D six min three would be the better balance. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, he feels like he's really good into things like Death Shroud Terminators, and he's really good Phenomenal. into you know oh. to, to Blight Lords. He's really great into that sort of stuff. But like you know, you put him into a you know, into a Dark Elder army. What's he doing? He's killing a raider. He's killing. Yeah. He's killing <laughs> yeah. six witches. Like man, what, like, what's but he actually dude, doing? He's going to go and kill every Talos that he gets in contact with, though. Oh, every single one. Yep. Well, every single freaking one. He well, they've got Philo Pain, man. Like he doesn't ignore the Philo Pain. Like that's, know, that's he, actually that's fair. That's he's, fair. He's probably going to smack him. Like let's let's just be let's, let's call a spade a spade. He's probably going to beat the you know beat the crap out of the Talos. But they do have the Philo Pain. Like, they got the five up. That's you true. Know, so on, on chances, I takes two wounds going through to kill a single one. So going in, hitting on twos, wounding on. He'll be wounding on threes though, won't he? Because they're, they're toughness seven with the Monk. Uh, well, yeah, th- th- yes, they'll, they'll be uh, the, the Talos are uh, eight. I think the Talos are seven base. The, the Kronos are six and go to seven. The Kronos are whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Is. So, yeah. like, they, they go to T7. So, yeah, they get yeah. wounded on threes. Um, they uh, obviously don't get their armor saved, but they get their uh, their feel no pain. Look, man, if you mm. don't kill them all, then they do a wound back and they bring a dude back. All of a sudden, it's, it's not yeah. great for you. Yeah, it's like, fair. This, this, is, right. this is why, again, I, I, I know I, I said it feel awkward before, but this is kind of why it feels awkward because I don't really see him doing what I think, what, what my idea of what this big monster should be doing. Um, Fair. Well, let's encapsulate the rest of the rules then. So his abilities, Immortal Vigor, 4 plus invulnerable save each time a ranged attack is made against this model, subtract 1 from an attack's wound roll. Ridiculously powerful. Shadow form, each time an attack is made against this model, you, your opponent cannot re-roll the hit roll. Each time attack is made against this unit, subtract 1 from the attack's hit roll. Uh, no caveats there. That is um, merely all range, doesn't matter. First chosen, uh, if this model is your wallet, it must have the Shadow Lord wallet trade ability, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, it has the Lord of Torment aura. While an enemy unit is within six of this model, subtract one from the leadership characteristic models in that unit. Um, each time a combat attrition test is taken for that unit, subtract one from the combat attrition test. So if you were below half health, you would... Um, yeah, so yeah, you would... One, two, three. Fa- yeah. yeah, one, one through three, yeah. Um, Dark Master Aura, uh, while a friendly demon or disciples of Velocor unit, excluding vehicle units, is within six of this model, each time model and unit makes attack, real heroes of one. And Spiteful Jealousy is his last special rule of the freaking 70s go, whatever, six. Um, if your army is battleforged, you cannot include this model in attachment that includes any other demon prince models. And this model makes attacks against other demon princes, you can re-roll the hit roll and re-roll the wound roll. <laughs> so, he's so anti- Well, do you know what he's- do you know, do you know what he kills better than everything else in the game? Your unkillable lot of change. Holy crap. That guy might as well be a paperweight. Well, actually, what he kills better than anything in the game is other Bellacores because they didn't. That's actually right. hilarious. <laughs> Holy crap. <Yeah>. So uh, <laughs> if you're playing Bellacore and Bellacore, mate, you better hope you charged. Because- you're the one who charges. Exactly right. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to save you if you don't. That's it. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so look, um, I'll, look, I'll, I'll reserve my thoughts on the Auras when we get into the the army building bit because that ties a lot into into that. Uh, the defensive uh, buffs are pretty good. You know, four plus in roll is pretty good. You know, minus yep. one to hit, minus one to wound, no re rolls yeah. to hit. Oh, it's, dude, it's pretty good. 
that's a reason why I don't think the the three up armor makes a big difference. He's tough to seven with minus one to wound. What the hell are you shooting him at, at him that's going to actually smack him down like en mass? How many bolter shots does it take just to like actually do a couple of wounds to him? A oh, lot is the yeah. answer. A- a- absolutely loads. But the the problem is, uh, it, th- this matters a lot more for things like you know raiders flying around with single dark lances. What it doesn't really matter for are things like the the adnec chickens because there's just so many shots. Uh, That's I, fair. I, I, I'm actually not convinced it's enough. I'm, I'm not convinced it's enough to keep him on the board. What, what I think is going to happen is it's going to take him too long to get across the board. It's he's mm. not actually going to get to where he wants to be to kill things before he's taken sort of at least half of his wounds, and then I think he's going to kill one thing and then die. That, 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 that's kind of how it feels. You can't really protect him. Is so yeah. So you're, you're saying he's he's in the same realms as what Mortarian is like the vast majority of the time. Magnus is the vast yeah. majority of the time. Yeah. Like you have to you have to have a crazy legit plan and a skilled pair of hands to make him work. Otherwise, like you say, he's just a, a one use one use missile. Yeah. Look, I, I think Mortarian's more defensively survivable. Yeah, I he think, is uh, yeah, undeniably. And I, and I think he's probably more useful. I think his sweep attacks. He, he gets more of them. That that if you want to make a comparison there, Bellacor's a bit like a budget Mortarian. That that, that kind of yeah. makes sense. Well, he's 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 hundred points less, isn't he? Mortarian's I'm, like five hundred. Uh, um, yeah, Morty's four eighty, four ninety. So yeah, yeah. He's, so he's one twenty, one thirty. One twenty. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's not insignificant. And just to round out the last couple of special rules, uh, so he's a psyker, can cast two and deny two. Uh, you know, smite in addition to two powers from the Noctic discipline. So can't take any other disciplines. But once we get to Noctic, you'll see there's some there is some power there. There is some meat on the bone. Um, but yeah, three hundred sixty points. I look. I would have to have a very good plan for how I'm going to use him, but I think you can make that plan. You can make that list. There is stuff out there. You can. There are reasons to use this guy, and yeah. you can take him in a non. You can take him in non disciples of Bellicor army. Yeah, yep. you can just take him in a regular any old bog standard as a HQ choice, right? Uh, absolutely. Or he he goes. So the way that his faction keywords here work, he can't actually go in a Chaos Space Marine detachment. Normally, he can go in one of the mixed ones. He can go in a corner Slanesh and Nurgle. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he can go in a chaos demon detachment because he has both demon and then all four of the marks. So he can go in a slanesh detachment and not break that detachment, which I think is mm-hmm. pretty cool. You know, he can then give you a locus as well because yep. he'll be a slanesh character in that detachment. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's the most you know the most obvious way to run him if you're not going to run his army of yeah. Um So one thing to note is that he does have the the demon and every chaos mark eg all the demon stratagems apply to this guy like fi- like fight twice for being mark of corn yeah uh that actually will mean i don't have to double check i'm pretty sure you can warp surge him as well which is pretty cool yeah you can yeah so you can warp surge him up to the three plus in Vuln if you need to which is is quite nice they haven't put a cap on they've put a cap on warp surge at a three plus yeah they haven't counted at a four plus uh, ooh, I have to double check. I, uh, it might be. It might, it might be, be captured. Way. It might be captured four. I think it might be captured four because people were <laughs> abusing horrors for quite a while. Uh, but yes, some of that stuff is really cute. Well, the the cool thing about the warp surge is somebody's giving you a negative, um, giving you a negative involve somehow. You can plus it back up, which would be cute. Uh, but yeah, the corn double attack seems to be the power there. I don't know what the Nurgle. I don't even know what the Nurgle freaking stratagem is. It is it healing or something? Oh, uh, there's one that's two CP to heal D three wounds. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, there there is some more stuff there to unpack because there are all those strategies available to this guy. But look, I'm going to reserve judgment because I think we've only got half the picture because I think this guy will only really show his true colors once we have a, a Chaos Demons book to go with him. Sure. Um, until then, I just think he's... Well, I, I think it's exactly what you said. He's a budget Magnus, a budget Mortarian. He does a bit 
like he doesn't kill as well as as Morty into a lot of things, but he does kill the big stuff just as well as Morty, which is cute, which is cool. So if you if you do need to hunt those bigger things, like, I don't know if for some reason you're living in a world where chaos knights are a big problem for you, or your mate in the garage is this guy will smash knights to absolute bits, and you won't get hurt by him too much. You know those Avenger Gatlin cannons wound this guy on sixes will be freaking tragic, <laughs> absolutely tragic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, we're gonna move on, mate. So next up, we have the Disciples of Bellicor. This is page 75 for those following along at home. Um, now, we're going to go quickly over what you get. I'm going to tell you about the guys about the restrictions, and then Matt will tell you about what you what the bonuses you get. First one, your warlord must be Bellicor. With the exception of Bellicor, your army cannot include any named characters or demon prince models. Not that there were many amazing named characters out there. I, mean, I, think, I don't think the changeling is the only named one I've seen for demons. But not being able to include any, I mean, it includes, does it exclude any named CSM units? I don't think anybody uses any. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Araman maybe Araman, sometimes. Yeah. I guess. Yep. Typhus. Uh, I, I guess this does mean you can't go Monster Mash and go Magnus Morty. Uh, Magnus, yeah, Bellacore. exactly right. Um, yeah. That's the thing, for sure. Yeah. Um, you can take, you could take him. Oh, sorry, we'll get to the rest. Um, so this is specifically if you want to take a Disciples of Bellicor, sorry, um, as the army of Renown. Um, your army cannot include any Bloodthirsters, Lords of Change, Great Unclean Ones, Keepers of Secrets, uh, <laughs> Thousand World, Demon Engines, uh, World Eaters, Thousand Sons, Death Guard, Empress Children, Chaos Knights, Titanicus, Traitorus, Corn Berserkers, Rubik Marines, Plague Marines, or Noise Marine Units. That is where... I struggle. There is so much omission. There are so many things that have been just omitted in that one dot point. Good God. Uh, next up, you cannot include more Chaos Cultist units than Heretic Astartes Infantry. I think that's going to be very much a theme we will see for all CSM detachments moving forward, um, seeing as this is the second time we've seen it. You cannot include... Oh, sorry. You cannot include a second demon unit in your army that owes its allegiance to the same Chaos God unless your army also includes at least one demon unit that owes its allegiance to each other three Chaos Gods. You cannot include that if your army owes its allegiance... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you get the idea. Um, is you able to extrapolate on that a little bit? Uh, yeah, look, it, it's a bit a bit wordy, right? But Really wordy. But basically, if you want to take demons, you're taking one of each god. If you want to take a second, uh, sorry, a third one of anything, you're taking two of everything else. You're yeah. basically, if you want to you know, keep taking, you know, if, you want, if you want to run three blood letter bombs, well, you need to have two other Zench units, two other Sonesh uh, units, two other Nurgle units is basically yeah. the easy way to look at that. Uh, and then the last one of these is these restrictions also apply to any units that can be added to your army using the demonic ritual ability. So, yeah. I I'm, I'm have... so glad. Just, I'm, I was going to say, I'm so glad they're finally nerfing summoning because, you know, <laughs> it's been so long and it's just been ruining competitive 40k. I'm so Mate, glad they're nerfing summoning. I'm just so happy that I have a nice, salty chaos player back on. It's been so long. <laughs> It's been so long, man. I've had all these positive, our oh, sisters players, oh, loving life, oh, everything's great, it's so rosy, you know, Drakai players, like, life is, this is the best, oh my god, and we're back in the chaos, back in the trenches with the chaos players. Um, legitimately, one of these dot points shouldn't be there. Either you, either I can take Bloodthirst, Lords of Change, and that paragraph should exist, or the one that says I can only take one of each god before I take a second should exist. Though both of those existing in the same unit of restrictions, I think that is too much, way too much. Way too many restrictions. You look at the restrictions of any other freaking thing, 
And it's nowhere near as bad as it's. Yeah, I'm really hoping this is because of what we're going to get in the new Chaos Face screen and Demon's book. That's kind of what I'm really hoping for. Mm. Um, But again, like it's really hard for us just to guess at this point. Like right now, it's the the, the problem with Chaos Face Marines in particular is that all of the stratagems and the legions that currently exist are super good. There's a lot of great strats, great relics, but the units are just kind of bad. Uh, yeah, and you're, you're, that's why you know Empress Switch and Terminators. The actual Terminator isn't great, but the combination of Vets, Lightning Claws, Honor the Prince makes that unit really good. Yeah, what yeah, this yeah. is kind of doing is saying here are some rules, but also all of these units you can't play with, and they're not all good. But it's just it narrows you down. What are you What are you playing with? One wound Chaos Space Marines that you can use some cool strats on. Well, that's yeah, great, yeah. but it's it's and, actually not and legit. One wound, um, generic core. Sorry, one wound generic troop. Um, demons. That's literally what you're restricted to. Yeah. There's so few, so few units. I, I just feel like while trying to add flavor, they've removed twice as much as they've added. Um, yeah. Well, well, demons don't have that problem because demons don't have good strats and you know, great. <laughs> well, see, demons on the other side. Demons actually have some good units, but they don't have a, a great swathe of strats to use on them. Um, oh yeah. Stop, I, I agree like, to disagree there, buddy. I think that demons have any well, great units. <laughs> I think I think Derglings are still great, although pricey now for what you get. I think a beast is still amazing. I think flamers with a couple of little tweaks would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, never mind. Tell us about the benefits. Your turn to read, mate. All right, let's uh let's crack into this. So uh straight up, uh, everything in the army gets uh gets disciples of Bellacore keywords. So in basically in place of your um your Legion trait uh, as a Chaos Space Marine stuff, you get Disciples of Alicor, uh, likewise with the Demons. Uh, all units in your army with the Heretic Studies faction keyword, uh, except for the Cultists, get the uh, Legion Disciples keyword. Um, all units with Demons become Demon Disciples, and basically just uh, substituting those keywords in for um, some strategies and some powers later on. Uh, your troops get Obsec, which is, uh, yeah, pretty pretty straightforward there as well. Now, if the uh, detachment contains any units with the Chaos Demon faction keyword, it can use stratagems, relics, and warlord traits as if it was a, a Chaos Demon detachment. Likewise, the Heretic Astartes. Uh, however, you don't count as being a Legion detachment. So no matter mm. what CSM units you take, mm-hmm. you can't use Empress Children, World Leaders, Stratagems, yeah. etc. You just get the uh, generic ones out of the Codex. Oh, boy. What a lucky, <laughs> lucky boy uh, today. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they do give the example here that... Uh, in, uh, so in uh, in this vein, if you have a um, a Black Legion keyword, it would not be a Black Legion detachment. Uh, it does say here you can't give a Black Legion character a Black Legion warlord trait. You actually can't do that at all. And this is why I think this book has come out at the wrong time because mm. they're obviously referencing giving things a second warlord trait. Well, you actually can't yeah. do that at all yet. Not a, that, yeah, you can't that, even do that's it. That's why I think that this mm. has come out at the wrong time. But um, cup, of, cup before the horse, man, 100%. Yeah. I assume, there's so many, and there's so many examples like that, but keep going. Yeah, uh, obviously, so you, then you get uh, access to the Disciples of Bellicor strats, which we'll go over uh, in just a couple of minutes. Um, now, this one's kind of cool. So any of the psychers in this detachment, or in the in the army, actually, uh, can generate their powers from the Noctic Discipline instead of their normal discipline. Uh, and but it doesn't say they have to, which I like. Yeah, correct. So this means you can still have uh, a warp time, for example, a Disciples of Bellicor warp time. What I what I think, I'll, I'll throw this in here, what I think is really cool is um, getting a change caster in there just so you've got the uh, the plus one to cast um, and then oh, yep. rolling up one of the one of the more pricier warp charge uh, discipline, uh, sorry, one mm. of the more, one of the more pricier powers, rather, sorry. Um, yeah. And then uh, Demonic Disciple characters uh, do not gain a Demonic Locus. So if you're running it 
um, as a, uh, I said, as a uh, Disciples of Elokarami, you don't get the Slash Advance and Charge, the Nurgle Double Damage, anything like that. Um, you get Locus of Shadow instead. Don't uh, you like that they actually put like two restrictions in the benefits section? How yeah. that? How bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, and Legion Disciples, units in the army you don't have a Legion trait, but instead gain the Disciples of Shadow uh, ability. So the Locus of Shadow, so the aura that characters get, um, when a friendly demon disciple unit is within six of this model, uh, each time a range attack is made against that unit, they can't re-roll the hit roll, and you have Alpha Legion basically, so if you're more than 12 away, um, you're minus one to hit. Uh, and then the Disciples of Shadow, so the... Uh, the one in here that is uh, replacing the Legion trait is every time a combat attrition test is taken for this unit, add one to that test. Every time a range attack uh, targets this unit, if the attacker is more than 12 away, sub one from that hit roll. So basically they can't re-roll to hit against your demons uh, and then your CSM uh, have plus one to combat attrition <laughs> tests. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, yeah, and say I think... You should still get your regular locus because you're still a demon, and you should still get your legion trait because you're still from a legion, and you should just get those two in addition, and then this would be a lot more palatable. Yeah, we, we'd, we'd be cooking at that point. We'd be cooking. We'd be cooking. We'd be pressure cooking. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, as it is right now, man. Like even when they try and tell you got a benefit, you're giving something up, and usually it's something worth losing. Like that. That locus of swiftest on your is like. The enabler for the Slanesh army. Without it, the Slanesh army like falls off a cliff in speed, efficiency, and able to do what it's designed to do. And the, I don't, yeah, I don't know. This stuff is good though. The no rerolls to hit is pretty sexy, really. Yeah, it's, but like, think about what you're giving up to get it though. That that's I just oh man, I I, I see it and I really see what they're trying to do, but mm. I just man, I I I just can't get behind it. It, it just feels so. It just feels awkward. Again, I'm just going to keep saying it feels awkward. It just feels awkward. It feels like, it, again, they're not bad rules, but I'm trying to think of how I want to put this together and how I want to play it. And I just, I don't see a world where this feels better to me than what the alternative is, like just putting Bellator yeah. in another army. So just to, just to encapsulate this, so you have, you have no knights, so you can't, you can't monster, you actually, you have no demon engines either. You have no greater demons. Monster Mash is locked out for you. You have no Monster Mash. In fact, your long-range fire support for a lot of CSM stuff is gone as well. You're going to have to be like, what are you taking, Rhinos and Predators? Like, you know, it's not stuff to get really excited about. Rhinos are still are still quite good in a lot of armies, though. I mean, and now we've got things like the Dreadcore Drop Pods. They can be very, quite sexy here. But uh, those aren't going to be, have Noise Marines, they're not going to have Zerkers in them, they're not going to have Plague Marines, they're not going to have Rubrics in them. They're going to have Chosen, Possessed, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, let's, what, what, what's worth pointing out though is that you just you don't have to take this. You can just true. put Bellacor in an army. Obviously, yep. your other psychers lose this um, this uh, set of psychic powers, but Bellacor still gets them. Um, yep. So look, it's it's not all doom and gloom. I just no, 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 no. I just think the army of renown, like I, again, in the interests of you know not trying to be overly positive for the sake of just being positive, I think it's pretty bad. But I do think Dude. that some of the other stuff that's yeah, 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 there's still some more stuff to talk about. There is some stuff that's good here. Yeah, I just I just can't get with the fact that those two those two dot points of restrictions, if one of those wasn't there, this would be like close to powerful. Like if if not powerful, like 
And it would be a great feather in Chaos's cap to be able to do play this army together, like as a cohesive single detachment, you know, juggernaut. But no greater demons, man. That really sucks. Like that's like the linchpin right now of all demon armies or demon built armies. And the fact is, you're going to be giving up probably three, sometimes four greater demons for essentially one being Bellicor. Um, that just seems so rough. Anyway, onto the Warlord trait. There is only one. There's only one you can take, the only one you shall take, because if you're taking this, Bellacor is your wall, and he has to take this one. It's called Shadow Lord. In your command phase, select one friendly disciples of Bellacor unit, excluding your vehicle units, within nine of this warlord. So within nine, which is nice, on his massive chunky base, that's literally every everything in your army. Until the start of your next command phase, each time model in that unit makes an attack, you can re-roll the hit roll. So that is both uh, shooting and combat. Now, unfortunately, with the restrictions, there aren't all that many units in your army that are going to be good at shooting and combat. Terminators are literally the only one I can think of. Maybe Black. Um, but what do you think there? Is this a good warlord trait? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think it's good. I think it's good, man. Okay, so so okay, so on the CSM side of things, this isn't anything that prescience doesn't really achieve. Like the reality is, getting plus one to hit kind of just is most of the time better. There are a lot of access to rerolls for CSM already. Now for demons, it's a bit different because demons actually don't have. Yeah, that. so. That's- yeah, on, on the demon side of things, um, there are times when this is okay. But look, again, I'm trying to think about the sort of units that I want to use this one. So there isn't really anything that shoots particularly well. It's not bad on a big blob of horrors, actually. Nah, yeah, Just you know, get, get plus one to win on those guys and mm. sort of go nuts. That That's kind of cool. Um, it's not really great on blood letters because you're going to be over 20 and be hitting on twos anyway. Twos so anyway. Really add a lot. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. kind of okay on demonettes, but your demonettes have no delivery mechanism because you don't have your your locus. Advance and charge. Yeah, yeah it's just I, again, while the rule is really good, I'm just like thinking, w- what unit would I practically use this on? And it, like horrors feel like the only good example of where I would say, well, this is kind of something I'll put in as you know as a tool to have. Have 90 shots from this 30 man mm. of horrors that reroll a hit, and I end up getting what's that 45, uh, you know, 70 something hits with plus one to wound, that's pretty good, you know? Dude, is that enough to kill a 20-man br- br- brick of um, Vanguard or, or Rangers? Almost, if it is, almost, then, cer- almost certainly not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost certainly not. I was about to say. But, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but there are things, I think the CSM side of thing is where you get the most value out of this, obviously. But like you said, the CSM side of thing is the way in which you have stuff that does this already. But it doesn't have... CSM doesn't really have a way of making two units go off their chops. Well, but he does give reroll ones to them already. So you're basically going yeah. from threes rolling ones to threes rolling everything. You're going from 77 to 88% chance of hitting. Man, it, it's not a big difference. Like you shoot you shoot 30 shots, you're talking about, what's that? A, an extra two or three hits. It, it, mm. I, 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 just, I, and I, don't, I don't think practically it does very much. Like it's going okay. to be great when you've got like your squad of last cannon havocs that you just want to sit at the back of the board and you shoot four last cannon. Yeah. And yeah. then use again, one of the powers we'll talk about later on that makes them untargetable. But um, <laughs> that, that kind of thing is cool. But at the same time, I'm just not convinced that, you know, that that's not done better. In other Elsewhere. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so we'll jump down to the strats. I'll read out the first one. You can get the second. Sure. This first one is Shadow Pact. It is one CP. You do strategy in your command phase. Select one Mark of Chaos Legion Disciples Infantry from your army that has not dedicated itself to a specific Dark God. Uh, and then select one of the Pact below till the start of the next combat phase. Sorry, start of the next command phase. Apologies. That unit has that Pact. Uh, pact of Blood. Add one to the attack characteristics. Uh, pact of Fate. 
Uh, five plus invulnerable save, pact of plague, plus one toughness, pact of excess, add one to moving characteristics of models in this unit. In addition, add one to advance and charge rolls made for this unit. One CP to just give one of these buffs. Not bad, actually. Not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, I think this is pretty decent. Uh, again, I'm not sure practically where you'd, you'd use it because oh, I just I, I look at this and I think to myself, well, you know, the plus one move, uh, advance and charge, that, that seems like the best one personally. Yeah. I think that that's the best one. But then I think, am I not just better served by being Empress Children and having one of the Prince or am I not just better served mm. by being, you know, Ace Lanesh unit with Ace Lanesh Locus in another detachment and having advance and charge? Look, I, I'm not too sure, but I, I think that this one especially, then plus one attack is pretty cool as well. But I'm, I'm not sure this, this one here is if you've got the right unit for it, uh, I, this is a really cool strat. I think for one CP, it's pretty good value. I think it's quite nice. Yeah, I think it's good value when you when you when you can line it up. It's going to be pretty great, actually, because you just get the flexibility of whichever one you need. The only one, the only one, I think, I don't know if you ever use the invulnerable save. I think if you're worried enough to spend a CP to give them an invulnerable save, they're probably cooked. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're probably so better you, off just with the toughness. Yeah, I was thinking just hoping they the, hoping you affect the the their role rather than trying to save yours. Sorry, yeah, go. No, that's right. I was thinking before, like it would be cool on cultists, but cultists don't even get legion. The they can't get it. Yeah, you can't, can't even go it. five plus. Um, mm. actually, actually, doesn't even make a difference. It's no better than um than delightful agonies. Because I was going to say, if you go five plus five plus, that'd be great. But then you'd have to be marked as slanesh, and you can't do that. And you can't so, get it. Yeah, yeah. The invo is pretty average. Look, but the, the plus one move advance charge is good. Plus one attack is yeah. pretty good for one CP. Yeah. Absolutely, most, most armies would pay one CP for plus one attack. So one hundred percent mind that. And the fact that this is, you know, essentially four, arguably two or three good strats in one, I think is quite nice. All right, next one's yours. Yeah, cool. Demonic Boon. Uh, use the strat at the start of the fight phase when a Legion Disciples unit that isn't a vehicle from your army, uh, it's within six of a friendly uh, Demonic Disciples unit is selected to fight until the end of the phase. Add one to the strength characteristic of the Legion Disciple units. And each time when that unit makes a melee attack, an unmodified uh, hit roll of six automatically wounds the targets. Um, Again, this is kind of cool. It's 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 pretty it's pretty situational, I think. Well, so the 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 fact is in my in my space marine codex, I pay one CP to for just just the last bit, just the six is automatically wound. The fact this has another little caveat on top of it is quite nice, but it has another term. It has another term and condition on it. You have to be within six. A demon unit has to be within six of a legion unit um, in order to pop it off. But when you do, you get the benefits of both. And this can turn into like sixes to wounds, sixes to hit auto wound, and then it's a plus one to wound because of the plus one strength in effect when you get to the roll. So you know, on those terms, it can be amazingly good value. Yeah, but again, I'm trying to think what what unit would I use this on, and I'm just uh, I, I'm not sure here because the. Uh... Like it, it feels like it wants to be a corn berserker thing, but again, you can't, you don't get corn berserkers in this in this army. Like that, that, that you that's don't get sort of what yeah. jumps out at me as being a really I, great. Yeah, you don't get corn berserkers, and, and that's what feels like this is where corn berserkers like they'd be good because they fight twice. So they kind of get, they kind of get the double. Yeah, dip. they get you double know, value. Kind of get broken, yeah, yeah, yeah. They and they get, they get the, the plus one. Dude, the plus one strength puts them over the top of against stuff like, you know, the toughness five units that go into. They'd be winning yeah. them on threes with the strength six, which would be really sexy. And they'd still have vets as well if they need vets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But again, um, this doesn't so work. So where I'm seeing it, where I'm seeing the value, I think, would be a max unit of bikers with just chain swords. Because I think the plus one strength, uh, given that getting them to strength five into other um, marine bodies with vets, puts them hit wounding on twos, sixes automatically wound with that rend one. Um, yeah, I think that's probably where I'm seeing the most value. And because they're fast enough to make sure you get the delivery at the right time that the demon unit's in range as well. 
and you're not worried about one of them getting a bad advance or some crap. Yeah, I'm look, I, I, I love bikers and I'm not sure that they're any good if you can't redeploy them. That's the biggest problem I have here. That being said, you can just play them super defensively and play yeah. them to warp time them. And yep. it's pretty easy to get a demon unit up next to them to, to use this strat. So look, I could see that being a thing. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm ever the pessimist. I'm not sure that it's better <laughs> than just being Empress Children. Um, but look, this, this, I think this is a strat that's got a lot of, um, I think it's got some merit. If, if you build an army the way that GW want you to build this army, I think you would find yourself using it quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. All right. Legions of Shades up next one CP. Use a stratagem at the start of your movement phase or at the start of your charge phase. Select one disciples of Bellicor unit from your army. To the end of that phase, models in that unit can move horizontally through enemy models. So you get flip belts for one CP. Yeah, this is good. This is good. This is actually quite good. Um, movement or charge phase means that you know you can't be wrapped. You can just fall back through people. Doesn't matter. Um, means that you can get str- in the charge phase. You can just charge straight through to people's juicy characters at, at will. Um, I like this a lot actually. I think this is a fa- fantastic, really good general's choice. And you're going to find a lot of ways and reasons to use it. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not exactly sure where it goes. I feel like maybe on blood letters this is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that that kind of that, that seems like it's a pretty a pretty good place to use this. Most of the CSM units are pretty awkward to use it on. Like bikes seem like they'd be good, but the, the bases are really big, and I think it'd be quite awkward That's true. to, to yeah. get them where you want to go. But I think on like blood letters, this might be might be pretty spicy. Mm, I agree. Um, I was thinking like. Yeah, same reasons as the bikes. I was, I was going to say stuff like Nurglings getting deeper into people's lines and getting to backfields to do line breaker and stuff, but their bases are quite big. Same issue for demons. Um, so really, it's your whims of your opponent being able to block you off and stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden, if you can't, you know, yeah, you got to you got to do a lot of different things with your charges. But when you can line this up, this thing is sick, I think. Yeah. But I, I don't know, maybe it's cool on like a unit of fiends that go and stop things from falling Oh, back, fiends. But, absolutely they are. Holy crap. Why have I forget fiends? But, you know, that'd be great if you could have advance and charge, and you don't. So. <laughs> give and take, give and take. Got to, ha- got to point it out. That's it. Um, all right, mortal boons yours, mate. All right, use the strat- start of the morale phase. Uh, select one demonic disciples unit from your army that is within six of a friendly legion disciples unit that is not a vehicle. Until the end of the phase, each time the demonic disciples unit takes a morale test, it's auto-passed, and you can as having passed that test with an unmodified roll of one. This is cool. This is real cool. For those that follow, for those who don't know, this is two CP. Oh yeah, sorry. So th- this is cool just because, again, it's very, very situational. But when you are, uh, you know, you you, you you get the one, you're uh, you, you're chilling, you get your, uh, you know, it, 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 boys, but it, it's just it's it's a good strat to have. It's a very toolboxy thing. Again, you're not going to want to use it all the time. You've got to build the army to mm. to sort of want to use it. But look, I I think it's pretty good. I think this is the one that you, you already talked about ways you can buff horrors. This is another great buff for horrors. You talk about that splitting horror unit. That's an fr- absolute frustration machine. Anytime someone blinks at it, 2CP, get a bunch of dudes back and keep that chain of splitting horrors, re-rolling, respawning. Really nice. Yeah. I, I, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of CP for the privilege, admittedly. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Oh, man, I'm, I'm not sure about uh, about horrors here because the reality is, like, if you're putting that many points into the split and stuff, 
Uh, I guess it's but, lets you auto pass multiple times. That's an option yeah. too. Yeah. Um, well, so my issue with horrors is that it's a bad meta for horrors. <laughs> Anybody who's tooling up to to take on the Admech and Drakari menaces has also got great profiles into horrors, and so that's my only issue with them at the moment. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling that there might be a place for like a big unit of blood crushers here somewhere. I'm, I'm not Ooh. sure how you want to play oh. it, but I oh. feel like there's a way to do that. And then this is kind of cool because <laughs> it just lets you keep your blood crushers alive. But they are, yeah. they are very expensive. So I'm not quite sure if, you know, the combination of being able to move through things and then, like, your extra strength, your auto wounds, uh, and then maybe just bringing a dude back is actually worth that whole sort of investment of points. But look, that this feels like if you were going to play something like that, that seems like it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and except you can't give the plus one strength to them. I think it's just for the lead. The... Oh, I believe. Uh, I think you're right. That, that yeah, the lead, the legion side yeah, gets the plus one strength. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yep, you're right. Still, you said the word blood crusher. I'm excited. <laughs> Nobody's been excited about them for quite a while. Um, anything makes them better is I'm all for. Um, next one, uh, draught of terror. Uh, one CP. You just charge up at the start of your movement phase. Select one demon, demonic disciples unit from your army, and until the end of the phase, they get the following ability. Uh, it's an aura. Uh, while enemy units win six of the unit each time the model flees. Uh, sorry, each time a model flees from that enemy unit. First dot point. If any of the models in this unit have lost wounds, one model in the unit regains one lost wound. If no models in this unit have lost any wounds, but it is not at starting strength, one of the units destroyed models is added back with one of its wounds remaining. Models added back to this unit in this way can be set up within engagement range of enemy units that are that are not already within engagement range of this unit. Sorry, um, that last bit. Models added back to this unit in this way can be set up within within engagement range. Cool. I was just letting you set them back up. Yeah. Um, dude, for one CP, you put that one together with the one we just talked about, and you're right. Those crushers can get a bunch of dudes back. Yeah, yeah you, you got to kill the right thing. But yes, it's again, it, it's a pretty cool little little combo there if uh, if you could make it work. Again, this yeah. is probably something that's probably going to come up very infrequently, but it'll be very interesting when it does come up. Mm, it, it will be, yeah. When you can make this work, this is going to feel really good, man. To be fair, like you really have to play into hordes for this to, you know, to well, because you use good it thing because that's all you go, that's all you got, baby. Might as well lean in. Well, the the thing is, right? You use this at the start of the morale phase. So if it's ever going to be actually crushing your opponent, they're just going to auto pass anyway. So you kind of yeah. have to reveal you're doing this before you know your opponent's failed. Which uh, yeah. oh, I don't I don't love that. But hey, yeah, I don't love that either. Used. But, you know, bottom of turn five, they have one CP left. They've already used their auto, auto pass. You need three guys in this combat to make sure, you know, the right stuff goes down. You've taken a bit of a hit. They've taken a bit of a hit. Man, swing it your way. It's a, I feel like it's a good one CP, man. That's it. No, look, again, uh, the, the CP goes a very long way in a, uh, in a Chaos Army. Um, hmm. But depending on how you build this and the potential CP savings you have, especially if you want to play something, you know, demon-related, um, you probably saved a few CP from not deep striking some stuff. You don't have to deep strike anymore, and maybe this is something you want to spend your, you know, your last couple of CP on. So I don't mm. mind it. All right, last one's yours, mate. Blessing of Balakor. This is the one that came out ages ago, and people lost their minds about for a while. This one's a two CP. Use a strat in any phase when a saving throw uh, made for a disciple Balakor uh, model from your army against an attack has failed. The damage characteristic becomes zero. You can't use this if Balakor is not on the battlefield. So basically, you you get to not auto pass a save, but you get to make a save do no damage to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two CP. It's pretty expensive. Um, there are times when this is really really great. Uh, I think it's pretty good to try and keep Bellacor alive. But again, I also you know recognize that two CP is uh, is a pretty big investment 
when well yeah, uh, yeah if, if it's I, if if it's a difference between winning and losing a game and you've got three CP and you failed by one, you can pick up that for one CP, re-roll it, and then if you failed, you can then decide if you want to auto part if you want to, you know, zero the damage. Um Correct. But look, it's a good it's a very good strat. It's a very good strat. I'm not sure how long it's gonna how often it's gonna come up in our game, in our ninth edition super ultra. Anytime something can be seen seen, it's usually dead ninth edition games. Um but you're gonna when you when you need it when you want it are you gonna be happy it's there? That's it. You got a model on an objective. It's the last one there. Your opponent shoots the last thing. You can just not die. You can keep your objective. Yeah, that's, damn straight. Uh, that, that's what I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, um, and just make sure you're slow rolling that roll because your opponent might be like, ah, you're just trying to pick and choose. You got to slow roll those ones for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, what do you think about the, the stratagem package you're getting here? Admittedly, I think this is the best. This uh, I have. I we'll see what the Noctilus disciplines like, but this strat's generally pretty good. Yeah, they're they're okay. Um, I don't think anything's over the top. Nothing sort of bonkers. Um, but there's some cool stuff there. It, it, it's just tools, and the reality is, like I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, oh well, none of this is something I'd want to trade Legion stratagems for, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it's going to be like once the book, you know, the Chaos Space Marine, the Chaos Demons books come out. Like, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I don't see myself wanting to trade Empress Children or... Yeah, as it know, sits right now, you can't see why Yeah, why you'd want to give up the power you have for so many more restrictions. But yeah, like I said, this is a kind of a more to be revealed uh, review, so to speak. But there's a lot of foreshadowing in this. Like you, From this, I am going to put it out there that I believe you were going to, when you play demons and you play a mixed army and you play a mixed army of all four gods, I expect you'd be able to get a bonus for that. Yeah, um, I think along that lines, uh, those lines will definitely be, uh, be on the cards, man. Beautiful. All right, jumping into this Noctilith. Noct, noctic, noct, yeah, whatever. The Night Lord's Discipline, essentially what I read this as. Hey. Um, before the battle, if every unit in your army has the Disciples of Bellicor keyword, excluding unaligned units, you can generate the psychic powers from any for any Disciples of Bellicor psychic units from your army from the Noctic Discipline using the table below instead of any other discipline. You can either roll 1d6, blah, blah, blah. Note that the model cannot know the powers from Noctic Discipline, blah, 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 blah. Um, they can't know this one and another one. First one of these is Shrouded Step. It is a blessing, warp charge value six. If manifested, select one friendly Disciples of Bellicor infantry unit that is within 18 of this cycle. Very good range, 18. Remove that unit from the battlefield and set it up anywhere in the battlefield that is more than nine inches away from any enemy models. If that unit remained stationary this turn, it is instead treated as having made a normal move this turn. Uh, dude, this is good. It's probably the best thing in the book, I think. I think this is easily the best thing in the book. <laughs> so, okay, just to put this in perspective, yeah? So when the Orc Index came out at the start of 8th edition, they had uh, the Jump, they had, I think they had uh, Vomit, and they had uh, Warpath. Yep. I can't remember what the third one is, but they had, I know they had Vomit, and they, they, sorry, they had the Jump, and they had Warpath. And the Jump has been consistently taken by every single Orc player since it was released at the start of 8th edition to now. Yep. It literally has not changed. This is the jump, and this is so freaking good when you consider what CSM has just gotten with Dreadclaws. E.g., you can drop that Dreadclaws turn one and then de-jump a unit of demons or a unit of something from the backboard to the frontboard and flood your opponent. I think this is quite sexy. What do you think, mate? Uh, oh, I think straight off the bat, if you want to run 30 blood letters, this saves you through CP because you're not having to spend yeah, dude, CP legit. demons yep. in Deep Strike. That, that's the biggest thing that I... Uh, that I see with this, it lets you um, throw any unit really that has the uh, the banner of blood out and get a reliable charge, and that's really really good. 
Um, mm. it, it's just really good. It, it's it's a really good, you know, great positional strategy. Uh, sorry, sorry, just like a cow rather. Um, it just it, it gives you a lot of flexibility. And th- this is what I think, you know, anyone who tries to build a competitive list out of this book is going to be really leading on here. This is probably the best thing in the book. I agree. This is easily the best thing in the book for me. I wish it didn't say infantry. I wish it said beasts and cavalry as well, because there's a yeah. bunch of demon. There's a bunch of demon units that would get a, a new lease on life with this ability, and it kind of it's a bit tragic that they left that out. Um, I mean, it's cool. Don't do it. Don't let vehicles do it. Don't let maybe monsters do it if you don't want to. But just giving it to cav and beasts and swarms would have been magnificent. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a bit unfortunate. Look, I think especially for things like bloodletters, it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. So uh, huge I, deal for bloodletters, man. I like it. Huge deal. I actually think, it, I think, it, like, call me crazy, but this is a possible sneaky reason to get a big unit of plague bearers back and just bubble people off, or um, just get really frustrating um, and wall people off out off from shit turn one. Yeah, the problem is they don't charge, like they don't reliably yeah, charge yeah. out of deep strike, and then you're really trying to. Well, you, you get the eight. You get the you know you take the the uh, the instrument. Yeah, you get the plus one to charge. But you get the eight. Yeah. If they don't make the charge, they're kind of just standing there. And uh, that, you know, the, the point sense. the point would be to either charge in and tie up their front rank so they can't leave their deployment zone, or yeah. just get in the way and put thirty bodies on an objective turn one that they need to get to to get like oath, stranglehold, all those things. Anyway, next one's yours, mate. All right, wreath in shades. Uh, wreath in shades is warp charge value of seven. If manifested, select one friendly disciples of Bellacore unit uh, that is not a monster or a vehicle within 12. Uh, until the start of your next psychic phase, any models cannot target this unit with ranged weapons unless that is the closest eligible target to the firing model or it's within 12. So basically, if you're more than 12 away from your opponent and you are not the uh, closest unit, you cannot be shot. I like this one very much. This might be the second best thing in the book. Yeah, I, I think this one is also very, very good. Um, this, again... Perhaps situationally, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where the best and what the best use is for it, but this is one of the ones you probably want to cast every turn. If, if I was taking Bellacore in a list that wasn't a, um, oh. if, if I was taking Bellacore in a relatively balanced, you know, Disciples of Bellacore list, if I'm taking building the list the way that I think GW wants you to build this list, I feel like Bellacore is going to be running this power uh, and the um, and the shrouded step. They're the two kind of go-tos are the, the two that I think have got the most wide and varied applications and it just they're kind of good every turn. Agreed. What do you think's the unit that you'd put in here to use this on? Oh, it's it's something that shoots and sits at the back of the board. Um, Havocs, maybe Reaper Chain Cannon Havocs. Like maybe yep. that's a good unit for it. Like you can go Slanesh and still double shoot and, you know, that, that, that seems pretty good. Um yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Re- Reaper Chain Cannon Havocs jumps out as me as being a pretty mm. a pretty good choice for it. They yeah, also fair. they also take the full rerolls power. Of, uh, sorry, uh, chapter the uh, chapter master bubble from Bellacore pretty well. That's true as well. Yeah, they get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah, that that's, that seems pretty good. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, next up is Paul of Despair. There's a warp charge value of seven. If manifest, select one enemy unit that is within 18 of the invisible to the Psyker. Roll 3d6 if the result is greater than the enemy unit's leadership. Characteristics, select one of the following to apply to that unit until the start of your next psychic phase. First dot point, if that unit has any aura abilities, select one of those abilities until the start of your next psychic phase, it loses that ability. Until the start of your next psychic phase, that unit cannot perform actions. If that unit is currently performing an action, it immediately fails. Until the start of your next psychic phase, in the fight phase, that unit is not eligible to fight that phase until after all eligible units from your army have done so. Um, I think this 
power in in itself is a very good reason to take a second cycler in this army. Yeah, so th- this is a um, this is a great power to swap on to Bellacore. Again, if I was going to run just one cycler, Bellacore would have as it would have the other. Yeah, two. of course, this, absolutely. This would be the third one that I want. Those uh, ones are yeah, those ones are a hundred percent army enablers. They enable your army to work. This one is just a, just purely a debuff, just as a nuisance, just as a bit of you know a bit of spice. Everyone knows how good um, Ezekiel is in in Dark Angels armies for exactly this reason. He has a power similar to this. But uh, mate, keep going. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, that, that, that's fair too. It's just um, you know you can swap this power onto Bellacore for a CP. You could just honestly, I, I would just take a a second psyche there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the problem is if you're taking any cow space marine stuff, you probably want a cow space marine sorcerer in there. And if you can't mix and match the powers, you're gonna need to take another demon psyche to get access to this. Like I said, I think a change cast is not bad, but you know, you have to go pretty deep down all your HQ choices to actually get to a, a model that's gonna end up having this. Mm. Um but it's good. And look, I, I think I would be more likely to pay the CP to swap it on developer in the uh in the games that I wanted to have it. Yeah, in the turn that you really need it, the turn's got to you know make a huge difference. Um, I think actually, I don't, actually now that I mentioned, I don't actually think you can do that. No, you can't because he doesn't have heretic studies. So um, oh, okay, disregard yes. me. You actually can't do that. So this is well, this is a good reason to have a like like you said, you have a, a sorcerer with a jump pack who's taking you know warp time and prescience. So then you swap out prescience for this when yeah. you need it. Yeah, you can do that. that that's uh, I'm sorry, but you would you wouldn't be able to. He's not. He's on the different. He's on a different discipline. Uh yeah, oh, that's interesting. I'm not sure if you, you're allowed to swap. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that. Hmm. Um, mm. Oh no, you can't. Actually, you, you actually can't because I think yeah, it, yeah, it specifically says that you um, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Never mind. Disregard. So legit, disregard this altogether. <laughs> yeah, legit. You just have to take a second Noctis discipline psycho if you want to take this. That's the only other way about. Only other way to do it. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's you know. Yeah, it's just another restriction. All right, next uh, next one's yours, I yep. believe. Void Slivers. All right. Uh, Void Slivers has a warp charge value of five. Manifest and select one enemy model that's within 12 and visible to this Psyker. Draw a line between any part of the Psyker's base and any part of the model's base or all right. hull. All right, all right, all right, all right. I've yet to hear of a psychic power that draws a line that I give any craps about. Yep. Continue. Well, you didn't play in the days of Jaws of the World Wolf, mate. I did actually, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. I should have caveat saying that you know, in recent history. Um, <laughs> all right, so that unit uh, suffers one mortal wound. Jeez, oh, that's great. Uh, and if the unit contains eleven or mortal wounds, it takes D three instead. Oh, this is great. Uh, every other enemy unit the line passes through takes one mortal wound, and if it contains eleven or more, they take D three as well. Excellent. Oh, sorry. Um, so it's uh, it's at best it's a twelve inch line, guys. So I mean, if this was like a twenty four inch line, cool, and you could line up three or four twenty man, ten man, twenty man, fifteen man units or whatever, and get a bunch of you know, get like four d three mortal wounds. That'd be cool. This is twelve inches. Adam, like, Adam, 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 hear me out. All right, you get a line what? through like right. three or four characters, and you do one mortal wound to each of them. Mate, mate, F- just take me straight to Value Town. Flavor Town out of the way, all the way to Value Town. Let's go. This is this is absolutely garbage, and poten- it's potentially worse than just Smite. It's actually potentially worse than Smite. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, All right, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Penumbral Curse. Uh, this is Malediction. Has warp charge value seven. If manifested, a select one enemy unit within eighteen of the Psyker until the start of your next Psyche phase. Each time model in that unit makes a melee attack, subtract one from the attack's uh, wound roll and reduce the armor penetration characteristics by one. That's a good power. 
Yeah, it's, it's okay. A, it's it's okay. a seven. It's a seven to get off, which does suck. Um, what's the what's the range? 18. Uh, eight is pretty nice. Eighteen's okay. If it was twelve, I think it would be bad. But a seven at eighteen inch, subtract one to wound and subtract one AP. That's not bad at all, man. That's actually not bad at all. Yeah, it's not terrible. I think we're in a world where the the meta is kind of MSU ish um, at the moment. That being said, a lot of these ab mech armies are running, you know, some pretty big blobs. Uh, at well, the if you if you want to talk about a thing that's going to stop twenty orc boys from running through your army, it's right here. Well, maybe because we don't know what the delivery mechanism for orc boys is yet. That's true. That's true. Um, that's fair. But right, right now, sure. But even well, then, but even you gotta, then, they just they just charge you with a different unit. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because you got to chuck this on them, and they, then they just don't use the unit or they charge into something else. But you know, you got a screen of beasts, and then you, you, they got thirty orc boys. Ah, you're winning me on sixes. Yeah, take that. That's pretty nice. It's a great way of keeping terminators alive as well. Yeah, that's sure. My, look, the, the minus one under the wound roll is is pretty spicy. Like, Again, I think armies uh, that sort of telegraph their damage are going to hate this. You know, things that have, yeah. you know, very specific game plans and like very specific, you know, aggressive and defensive units are going to hate this. But armies that are playing more MSU or sort of more, uh, I, so, I, I guess, higher level armies are probably not going to yeah. care about this too much. If this was a buff, if you could put this on your stuff, that yes. your stuff is, Correct. that would be mind-blowingly incredible. Correct. You build, your, you build your damn army around it, right? Yeah, if you can make an army, a unit minus one to wound and ignore AP1, then, you know, sweet, you'd be very happy. Um, but, yeah, alas, that's not what we have. And, <laughs> and it's also a seven. <laughs> Fair. All right. All right, All right, last one's yours. Betraying Shades, like GW has betrayed me with this release. Uh, <laughs> has a warp charge value of six. Uh, manifest and select one in the unit with an 18 invisible to the Psyker. Select up to six models in that unit. Add together the unmodified attacks characteristics of those models. Roll a number of D6 equal to that total. Um, and if the, uh, sorry, uh, so ba- basically if you like, you pick six dudes that all have two attacks, you um, you roll 12 dice. Um, if yep. the result of the psych test was 11 or more, add one to each dice rolled. For every roll of 60, you know, it's one model. So if you cast it on 11 or a 12, it's a uh, it's on a 5 plus. But uh, honestly, this is just a worse version of Plague Wind. Yeah, it is. Because um, Plague Wind is you roll a dice for every model in the unit, and on a 6, I take a model. Yeah. yeah. So like even if yeah. you hit... Look, to be fair, if you go at like a unit of, let's say, Blight Lord Terminators with four attacks each, you get to roll 24 dice, you kill one Blight Lord Terminator. Like... It, it, it's just not great. Uh, well, what's Orc Boys? You know, Orc Boys can have four, sometimes five attacks each. It's, un- maybe they... it's unmodified, though. So it's whatever's in their profile. Of course. Mm, so it won't be three. Probably two or three. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. So that's why that's 18, 18 dice. So yeah, you average, you average kill three dudes, three Orc Boys. Yeah, yeah it's fair. Yeah. So again, uh, I would prefer to smite. Yes, I would prefer to smite too. Or and I'll, pass I'll... one of the three powers on the. Uh, Okay, so, so so here's what's happened. If you're if you if you're physically looking at this book while we're talking, the three powers on the left side of the book were written by someone who knows what they're doing, and the three powers <laughs> on the right side of the book were written by the, the intern. What what happened is the dude who was writing this book was um yeah he got to about eleven thirty. He didn't have breakfast. He was feeling hungry. He just said, "Nah, I'm I'm going to get some lunch. I'm I'm going to a local kebab shop." Handballs his book over to his intern uh, and just says, "Oi, mate, I need three more powers of Bellacore." Wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, wrap it up. Write me some stuff. Comes back to this in his food coma because he's had a massive kebab for lunch and he's like, oh, these these all do some mortal wounds. They don't do too much damage. Sick. Publish them. Oh, mate, you're drawing a line? Spectacular. Gold star. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. 
You are absolutely correct. You look you look at the it's a it's a tale of two halves. Mind you, penumbral curse can be freaking clutch as hell. But you're right. The three on the left are just powerhouse like Paul and Despair, you're probably never gonna go a game where you wouldn't get some great mileage out of that. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I think yeah, I, I think that one's pretty good. Having to beat the leadership though, it's just a like you then you have to cast the power. And yeah, that's then, true. That's and true. And then you have to beat the leadership, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's true. If they didn't have the beat the leadership thing in it, I'd be auto taking that pretty much. I would take a psycho almost just to take that as a utility pick. Um, but you're right. Now that you have to beat it as well, and a lot of people have like, well, I always take a chappy, so everything in my army is leadership nine on three d six. You know, not a gimme. It's not a gimme that you beat that at all. Um, in fact, uh, it's yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Um, but yeah, dude, shrouded step is incredible well, as that, an activate that, that plus shades is what you're going to build your yeah. army around legit, no, well le- legit that's the buy-in i think this discipline is the buy-in for the whole thing yep and you got to weigh up are those two powers worth the restrictions because so far i haven't seen anything else that comes close to equaling the restrictions but this plus well i think that and i've got an army forming in my head that has dread claws that has you know bellicor with shrouded step and i feel like it does a lot of it does a lot of stuff um but yeah, so that's the that's the end of the review. That's all the content of the book. And I think it's no what I don't really think we need to talk about how we feel about this book. I think it's been pretty laced in there quite throughout the journey. But um any anecdotes you want to say, mate, before we close this one out? No, nah, look, I really, really wanted to like it. Um and I, my, my prediction is that you'll see um a bunch of people with their Balacore models will come and we'll play some events right now and they'll realize pretty quickly it's not very good. And they'll go away. And then in a few months when these books get re-released, you'll see people playing demons. And then all of a sudden, you'll see a spike of people playing demons with Bellacor shortly after as well. So I, I think he's going to come out. He's going to go back away, back in you know, back in his cage. And he's going to come back yep. out again uh, once we I, have some books. I 100% expect this to be a fabulous Bill adventure, wherein like everyone forgets it exists. And then once the Codex has come out, there's an obscure broke-ass jank build that comes out with 300 horrors or some crazy crap, and it just absolutely smashes people's face in for like a month or two. And that's pretty much what I expect. Apart from that, I do expect to see Bellicor pretty much here, there, and everywhere. I do expect him to see him in a list every now and then. And I won't be surprised. The guy's a baller. He's crazy good. 360 points isn't too much for what he does if you can get him working for you, you know? If you can wield him appropriately, three sixty points is fine for what he can he can provide. Um, I don't actually. Have you seen one in the flesh? Can you actually like? What are the chances of you hiding him behind anything? Ah, uh, the wings are pretty big, man. Um, I, I think I think you're gonna struggle. Yeah, well, he can be obscured. Yeah, he's he's under eighteen wounds, so he can yeah, be obscured. Yep. But you just need to physically get his wingspan behind stuff. So I expect to see what he would deploy sideways all the time. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, mate. Anything you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to shout out before we wrap up? No, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to talking about lists in uh in part two. So for those of you who are going to join us there, it should be a, a jolly good time. Um, yeah, hopefully we can you... make something that's going to be good enough to make me want to go put it on the table. That's uh, that's what yeah, I'm man. looking for. That's the goal. We're going to compile some lists. We're going to talk some tech. We're going to talk what you take, how to take, how to use it, how to wield it, what the secondaries look like, and where to really extract max value for your investment for obviously what you are giving up here. But thank you so much to everybody who's joined us. Thanks again to Matt. Uh, we are recording this at 11... It's past 11 p.m. and we both got work tomorrow. So we're going to smash this out. Thank you so much for the journey, guys. Thank you so much for joining in. Thanks so much for the support as well. Hopefully it's been a great episode for you. Hopefully we haven't been too negative 
negative, and hopefully if you have been negative, it's been entertaining. But either way, good night, my man, Matt, and I'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.